This week on Westworld, Maeve's dead. Angela's dead. Clementine's dead. Peter Abernathy's dead. Elsie, no idea where she is. Hopefully not next to a bucket of shit. Come on, come on to the After Dark Podcast. The podcast in which Sheriff Anthony does his best to wrangle Conrad through Westworld. One doggone episode at a time. So kick back and grab yourself some Apple Jack, or some Adam's Ale if that's your preferred poison, and get ready for these two wannabe cowboys to ramble the night away. Music was provided by the fantastic Nancy White and Jared Iscariot. Enjoy the show! Hello and welcome to the After Dark Podcast. My name is Anthony James, would you believe, and that is Conrad. Hello, hello, Conrad. How are you? I'm good. I'm like I've had to pick myself up by my bootstraps today because we've been talking about a bunch of technical problems. I've impossible. Had it's impossible. Impossible to do. Keep going. Yep. I, I, I'm so I'm forcing enthusiasm through my voice. I'm laughing through the tears. Uh, but I, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm here to talk about Westworld. It wasn't a good episode this week. I'm just going to say it now. It was not a good episode this week. I've got a lot of complaints. Um, but that's going to be fun. We're going to find the fun in that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm looking forward to finding the fun in that. Um, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Let's talk about it for a second. Did you know that that was created uh, to make fun of people who uh, who like who make fun of right wingers because it's impossible to do. You cannot pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. Well, Funnily enough, that boots is, don't have straps. That's not they have nah, laces. That shows you how old the saying is. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. But, <laughs> but but also like it, like it's funny that it's been adopted now yeah. into into the the. the, the <laughs> It's actually like they say it. They say it unironically. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? It's it's like the term snowflake. Do you know, like Chuck Palahniuk in the in the in the book for uh, Fight Club uh, created the, the term snowflake for like insecure, like you know, ma- manly men or whatever. Who, yeah. Hey, just you know, and, and now they use it to. You guys, you get it. It's ironic. Snow- it's I mean, snowflake funny. has just been devalued to the point where, yeah. like, literally, it means anyone who disagrees with something I say. He's yeah, a yeah. snowflake now. Like it's it's utterly irrelevant. Whereas yeah, picking yourself up by your bootstraps, I feel like has been co opted by the kind of supposedly entrepreneurial capitalist elite. Yeah. You're like, listen, I did it. I just had a couple of hundred grand uh, <laughs> to to start myself on my way from my from my rich parents, or I just got all these government bailouts, or took all these loans, um, mm-hmm. and I managed to do it. So you can too. Just all you need is a pair of boots, and you'll be on your yeah. way to being well, Elon know- Musk. Do you know what? If anyone could pick themselves up by their bootstraps, it's Dolores because she is she's doing a good job on this one. Uh, so we'll yeah. get into it, guys. First of all, Conrad, what do you think, though? We'll do a bit of a recap. Yep, let's do it. Right, so... Sorry, guys. This week I am looking after the kids and therefore I have a robot voice. You could say I am a host version of Anthony. Nevertheless, let's talk Westworld. Bernard and Ashley plan to escape but that is scuppered when they find Ford's old house and they find out Bernard is a host. Bernard gets virtually waterboarded as Charlotte wants to find out where the data package is. Dolores and the crew arrive and kill some fools, including that greasy-looking motherfucker. They plug a USB into the neck of Peter Abernathy to download the data from his brain nut. Ford is alive in the testing system or whatever it is called and then leaves with Bernard and is now a force ghost who loves shooting. 
Bernard also found out that the humans want to become a host and the park's real aim was to collect data to this end. Maeve makes a load of hosts attack the man in the black, who somehow survives. Maeve's daughter does the one thing she told her not to and then Maeve is shot herself. Great little scene between Charlotte and Dolores. Backups get destroyed because of grease he couldn't keep it in his pants. Teddy kills Irish Jim and Dolores kills her own father for his brain nut. Did I miss anything? Right, Conrad. First place we should start, I think, in this one. I want to talk... I, I, let's just go straight into it. I want to talk about the Force Ghost that now exists in this show. The Ford Ghost, we should say. The Ford... The Ford. Can, okay, listen. I, I'm just going to get out ahead of this. We've got to get out ahead of this. Yeah. The scene where... So Ford, Ford's... Obi-Wan Kenobi shows up and tells yeah. Bernard to uh, put away his targeting computer and that's all good that's all good fun. Um the scene at the very end um where it cuts between uh Bernard gunning down all the humans that he's found and Anthony Hopkins maniacally grinning as he also <laughs> fires the assault rifle is one of the funniest things I've seen in this show. It made me laugh so hard seeing he looked like a fucking gangster in a 20s movie just like yeah! <laughs> as he as he fired his assault rifle from the hip. <laughs> So it, looked, it looked like in the film The Mask when Jim Carrey like yes was, uh, that's exactly what it looks like <laughs> yeah it was so funny and I'm sure he had a whale of a time in fact probably the reason he came back because I like at the end of the last episode where we saw his reflection I speculated that maybe they didn't get Anthony Hopkins for that because it didn't look I mean it sounded like him obviously yeah but it didn't, didn't look uh, yeah yeah could have been that much like him mm-hmm. um but, but so I was impressed that they got him back for this episode because this seemed like the kind of thing that uh that Anthony Hopkins would do like a one and done for because he's a very busy man but mm. he's a force ghost now so he's back for the foreseeable future i guess yeah well we'll see we'll see what happens it's very interesting that he's a force ghost i gotta say that the the, the sort of maniacal tommy gun flashing light scene was funny for me it, it was it was a bit crazy still doesn't top the uh throwing the ball into his own hand scene that was uh now that was that was that was true comedy i think the He's a better shooter of a gun than he is a ball thrower to himself, you know? Yes. Yeah, he doesn't... He's not an athletic man. He's never been an athletic <laughs> man. And we just have to accept that about him. Like he, he, He's an actor with some limitations. Um, and we just have to be realistic about that. Which um, is interesting, because he was Zorro. <laughs> he, was he Zorro? No, he was... He, I can't remember who he played in Zorro. He was definitely in that movie. He, he played Zorro. He oh, was did he the, actually play like he was the, the 60s old Zorro? He was the old Zorro who then mentored the young Antonio Banderas. Or... Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've seen those movies. Um, I mean, yeah, he's old though, isn't he? So he doesn't need to do it. It's like it's like Alec Guinness in in Star Wars, funnily enough, where it's just like I'm just going to wave the lightsaber around a little bit, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, that, and then and then they go go to the prequels, and it's doing all the fucking bam 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 backflip cartwheel, uh, like it, it, you know, it's. It's inconsistent, but but we don't care. We we allow it. We allow the movie magic to suspend our disbelief. Um, the height go- of the Republic. Sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I'm trying to think of a Ewan McGregor line now. I can't think of any because I remember there. nothing from those movies. Uh, yeah. Hello there. <laughs> Not the younglings. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if he says that. I don't under. I'm going to be honest with you. I I'm a, I'm a, a person who prides himself on being attentive when watching 
television and films um and it really bothers me when i don't understand something and there are a lot of things in this episode that i don't understand talking about the force ghost i don't understand how bernard putting his brain nut in the simulation and then seemingly bringing some of the simulation back with him into his brain nut fixed everything according to elsie like stops the machines from being all clogged up or whatever whatever was going on um yeah i there's a few things i think that's one of the reasons why i didn't enjoy this episode that much because there's a few things where i'm like i don't understand what's going on here and i'm i'm of i'm reasonably intelligent so if i'm not getting it then i feel like the show is doing something badly to fail to explain it to me yeah okay fair enough i like i I missed that plot point, but but I will say this. I think that potentially maybe Ford just like coded something in to say, when I leave the heaven place, you can actually put me in, uh, it will fix everything. And uh, now he's on the brain nut of Bernard as well. So Bernard's got these two characters inside, which is going to be interesting to see what goes forward. I will mm-hmm. say, did you understand? So, okay, so it sort of ties in to the data that they want from Peter Abernathy's head as well. Well, that's the other thing I don't understand either mm-hmm. is like, what like I don't know if Peter Abernathy's data is uh, a MacGuffin or if it's actually going to be plot critical at some point because no one seems to be saying really what it is. Like so, there seems to be some implication that it's like a backup of all the data that they gathered mm. of um, all the visitors for the yeah. park, which mm-hmm. is fine, I guess, if that's what it is. But it does just kind of feel like a MacGuffin, and it's a bit odd that no that everyone is kind of fighting over this this data when it's not really clear what it is or what the implication of having it is so i think i think it's sort of it's heavily implied to the point where if you if you were properly following all the threads which i know is hard to do you could have put it together in this episode and i think basically what they're trying to do with all this data because they've been tracking the human mind they're trying to Mm. decode the human mind all of that data will actually be able to lead them to create a sort of a host version of living people yeah and i imagine that is because they want to live forever in some way um so that's basically what the data is for that it the data has been collected over 30 years and it and it will help it will help them be able to create uh basically create bernard i suppose you know like, yeah i like you know uh ford's already kind of done it um and i think i think that um it's it's that's literally what it's for it's just like research data that they need to to actually be able to give humans uh eternal life although they yeah. won't really because obviously when I, you create uh, I, 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 yourself, I, that makes sense I, I guess the thing that i'm struggling with with that is that my perception of the hosts is that they've already kind of done that like all the hosts feel very human i don't really understand like what the but, but remember the jim delos thing where, where, like they were trying to get get like like track the human brain onto the nut yeah, it, yeah, it, I guess so. it didn't, it didn't uh, mesh correctly, and I think it's like they, they know they can now they can sort of create a host to the point where they're like a human, but they want to do the other thing. They want to create the human to be like they want to move a human into a host. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without actually deteriorating the mind at all. Yeah, this is essentially becoming get out. Essentially, is what they're doing. They want to put their brains into, actually, yeah, into other bodies. Um, Basically, yeah. The, the there's a very fu- so there's there is some absolute garbage techno babble in this episode and one of one of my favorite bits of it is when the it guy is trying to get the data out of peter abernathy's head during the charlotte and uh, hemsworth scene and he says and i quote the data packets are too large to migrate over now on its own that's kind of like <laughs> mm, okay i didn't feel that right but also 
I love the idea that they have all the technology in the world. They have these incredible Wi-Fi connections that can alter behavior with a tablet, but they don't have a USB port to plug a hard drive into these things. <laughs> like, why? Uh, uh, there's how big are these data packets that you're trying well, to they, migrate over? Yeah, they, well, they, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they had to plug it into the back of his neck, didn't they? Um, question for you though: data packets. I, can a data packet? Can a data packet? Like, I'm not IT as IT savvy as you would be, but. Is, can a data packet be as big as you want or is a packet i thought a packet was like you know you, it splits it up into smaller bits to send it across yeah i, I mean that's kind of the whole that's kind of the whole point of a packet is that you you, yeah. you like they they are of a uniform size so you can just yeah. you know yeah. post them through and it just takes longer which thought, uh yeah. yeah like i mean it depends on the the size of your pipe so to speak and yeah. he's doing it wirelessly which is uh which is his first fuck up so i was like plug a usb hard drive in there just pop a hard drive in the back of him it'll be done in no time you've got nuts sitting about pick up one of the nuts yeah just just yeah you you stick stick the usb into the nut and jobs are good and leave that for five minutes i don't SSD. i i don't really understand why like Okay, it ends up Dolores is the one that kills her father to take the nut, right? Okay, yes. that's fine. I'm happy with that character point. I like she sort of it sort of fits what she's been doing this season. I don't understand why Charlotte, in order to get away, didn't just take the nut out of his head and then run. Yeah. Like, I don't know why she was like hesitating doing that. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess if we're being charitable, we can say that maybe there is some failsafe where if any part of a host crosses the boundary, it scrambles it, like it wipes yeah. it, you know, something like that, maybe. But uh, yeah, I was kind of like, if that's in place, you really need to, that's one of those things that you really need to introduce and be like, they've said that the host's necks will explode, or no, it says they're one of the yeah. vertebrae explode, isn't it, if they go beyond it, which is mm-hmm. fine. But like, if they that was in season one and they haven't mentioned it since then if they wanted to introduce this as a plot point to, to explain why charlotte can't just leave with like mm-hmm. literally cut his head off stick it in a bag get in a car drive away like is that that's that's all you need to do that this whole like kind of last stand is uh is silly and and and, and you know this whole to be honest this whole plot line with bernard and charlotte is is or, or in this episode is stupid like the idea that they are virtually torturing a host at the beginning. The whole like, <laughs> oh, we're making yeah. him think he's being waterboarded. It's like, he's a computer. The data's there. You can programmatically yeah, force yeah. him to tell you whatever you want. You don't need to torture him. Especially given that torture demonstrably and and, and objectively doesn't work most of the mm-hmm. time. Like Because they'll just tell you what they want, what you want to hear to make you stop torturing them. So it's just like, and it's like, I get it from like a thematic standpoint. Like we're 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 still. Hang on, doing... did you just say that torture doesn't work because torture gives you the information? Is that well, no? Is they'll that what you tell like tor- torture is is proven to be ineffective because the person you are torturing will tell you whatever you want to hear to make them make you stop torturing them. Like so, th- if you that's it... the point of torture. I don't yeah, understand. but then it's not necessarily right information. So if you're torturing oh, someone, oh, like, gotcha, oh, I understand. Yeah. If you're saying like you know who blew up this thing, they'll just yeah, give yeah, you yeah. a name, like because yeah, they want stop, you to stop yeah. torturing them. That's yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, the uh, the idea that they're doing this to a robot that they have the ability to just get the data from it's like <laughs> I I understand it thematically. It's like okay, the humans are still the bad guys. We're still kind of on Dolores' side here, but you don't need to do that. It's just stupid. It just doesn't in, make yeah. sense. In fact, it's even more it's, it's even more stupid when you look at it, the fact that in the first season there was so much put into the idea of previous builds. Like yeah. they have all the previous builds there. Like why? 
the fuck is this robot who's just a computer able to hide things within his own brain that they can't find? <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, it's, it's it's a really weird kind of file system that he can just somehow, like, he's got little, little cul-de-sacs that he can just sneak data into that you can't see somehow. He's just labeled yeah. it porn. He's labeled it porn. And yeah, they're like, no, we, don't go, we don't have to go in there. We don't he have to hides go in there. it. He goes yeah. to properties, makes it hidden, can't find it. That's gone. That's the, <laughs> yeah. There's no way of finding that. Um, yeah, so I, I th- th- this... This plot line was a bad one. It was a bad one in this episode. I think it started badly. Um, I think... I, I I like... In fact, even the Hopkins stuff, to be honest. Not to belabor the point on this. But when he goes into the simulation, or when he's in the simulation, mm-hmm. um, which is visually very nice looking, by the way. I love the widescreen format they use there. You get such a rich image out of that. But when he's in there... Um, he's talking to Anthony Hopkins, and, and like he's talking to yeah. Ford, and, and Ford like is talking about Jim Delos, and basically saying like, the, like talking about the, the the reasoning for them setting up the simulation to try and and sort of capture the, the the data of the humans who visit the park to in order to create like crack crack this nut if you if you'll mm-hmm. allow me a pun um, in uh, to, to 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 kind of recreate humans, and he says that Jim Delos was a businessman. He would have preferred death to a bad investment, which <laughs> yes. I understand is probably a joke. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, mm, I don't think he would, actually. I think, I think as a human, a living human, he would prefer <laughs> to keep on living. <laughs> yeah, to be I, honest. I, that's, 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 the whole, that's the whole point of it. I honestly, like, there was, yeah, there was some little retroactive changes here. Like, Jim Dallas was in this season. Yeah. So why are we almost kind of, like, retroactively changing his his motive when yeah. this whole season was written together like yeah if it's like it's always remind, it reminds me of like like you know you make a mistake in like uh say you're writing a poem you make a mistake you, and you don't change it you just you just like you don't acknowledge the mistake later you know i don't really understand why they didn't just go oh that was his motive all right let's go back a few episodes and actually just redraft yeah then, you know? <laughs> yeah i mean i, I suppose if they i I don't know. Oh, this came out on HBO first, didn't it? So they're probably writing an episode yeah. at a time. So yeah, they probably released it, and then someone's oh, like, no, "Ah, no. fuck! <laughs> like we, we we wrote that wrong. We're just gonna have to retcon it two no, episodes this, later." This, this, ah, no, no, no. It's not. It, it's 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 you know, it came out weekly, Conrad. Like you know, they had the whole thing written and they filmed. You the think whole they had thing. it whole? Yeah, maybe. I guess of course I think they did. Of, they don't make, they don't make an episode of Westworld in one week. It's not South Park, like. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe they like. Maybe it's like it's, it's <laughs> yeah. like Grey's Anatomy. Like they're just like I don't know. But this one's going to be about COVID now, I guess, because that's what's going on. Um, I, yeah, it's actually mental that that's how some TV shows used to be made. Like Seinfeld yeah. was made like that, where like everything was in one week. Obviously, yeah. they had writers' rooms and stuff, which was like coming up with ideas. But like one week, they like when they when the, when the episode aired from the previous week, they hadn't started filming the next one yet. That is yeah. crazy. And this is your that is a stressful turnaround. Because <laughs> like we gotta get something. Like we gotta we've got a week to get something out the door here, guys. I don't know what it's gonna be. Um but yeah, so uh the even they they could have rewritten that then, yes, I think is the the, the underlying point there. <laughs> they they could have changed that. Um they didn't need to stick with it. So that's that that bit was a bit frustrating. And the other thing that I don't really understand, which is it all kind of ties together in this this big kind of like monolithic plot line, is mm-hmm. this this concept of the valley beyond. Um the valley beyond. Who who fucking knows? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, Apparently, it's it, a room. Uh, didn't Bernard say like it was a room called the mm. Valley Beyond? Like, some, I don't know. I, I, well, I well, obviously I do know. I've seen it, but but uh, but I mean, like the way they're describing it. I'm gonna say to you, Conrad, the way that that keeps getting described doesn't fit what I remember it being. <laughs> 
I'm expecting it. I know I did this with Dark. I do this with every show. I'm expecting it to be like the big, uh, the 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 Colonel Sanders television room in the Matrix, where like <laughs> someone turns up and it's like a really old version of Anthony Hopkins in there, just like I've been waiting for you to arrive, Bernard. And, and, uh, and uh, well, what's what's your thought about the Valley Beyond? Considering that in the future timeline in this season, when they talk about the Valley Beyond, we're going to go back to the Valley Beyond. They're sort of referencing like all those dead hosts from like, yeah. like we've forgotten about that. Like in the future timeline, most of the hosts are like lying dead in that water. Yeah, so I mean I'm assuming like all the hosts are dead. So I assume the Valley Beyond is like an AI or something that they have all become part of by dying and like uploading their consciousnesses to it or something. Maybe it's underground. Um that's I guess what I think it is, but I think the reason I find that it frustrating, and I know it's it's done for dramatic purposes, mm. but it's a bit, it, it's it's annoying to to for them to have this uh this dual timeline structure, wherein the the present uh the present timeline, everyone knows what the valley beyond is. They're just not saying. So the mystery yes, it, yes. it isn't really mystery because it's like you're not fight it doesn't really work dramatically because you're not finding out what the valley beyond is along with the characters you're just having that information withheld from you yes, yes. to try and make it feel mysterious which doesn't work like if you want to do the the sort of film noir thing where the protagonist doesn't know what something is and the audience don't know what something is because you're largely seeing it from that character's perspective that's fine but if everyone is in on the in on the mystery apart from you it's like well can someone just fucking say what the valley beyond is please (laughs) yeah actually you're exactly right and that's this is maybe why the first season is better than the second as well is because in the technically the man in black is looking for the valley beyond so we're supposed Mm. to be on that mystery with him but i'm not getting like you think about like his Think about the game in the first season. That was much better, like a much better mystery, which I actually felt we were unraveling with him as we went. And it was also yeah. being unraveled through his younger self, William's uh, storyline too, inadvertently as well. So we had the the, the game being ravel- unraveled with the characters. In this one, they're trying to do the same thing with the Valley Beyond uh, with the game. I, the same thing as they did with the game, where it's this mysterious thing. But yes, we're not... I, even though we're kind of on the journey with the man in black, I don't really feel like I am. And yeah. we've got so many other characters yeah. talking about it. It's 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 just like, what what are we doing here, guys? You know? Yeah, I, well, I think that's the frustrating thing is that like in in the first season we could spend a lot more time with the man in black and with William. So the the the, the fact that we were being kind of carried along with them towards this mystery mm-hmm. really worked. Whereas in this, there's so many there's di- like all the different characters and different timelines and, and there's not enough time to spend with any one character mm-hmm. to really get a sense that that is your protagonist who you're following towards this mystery so it's just like you just feel like well the man in black doesn't know i guess but he seems like a very much a side character in this season mm-hmm. based on how much screen time he's getting so you, it just feels like they're they're deliberately withholding information from you to try and give you a big reveal at the end which it might be cool uh but it's it's not going to be as satisfying as it could be if they had actually kind of committed to committed to the mystery properly, I think, which is, it, it, yeah, it is frustrating. Yeah, it is. All right, from, from, from one frustrating thing to one <laughs> frustratingly hilarious thing, uh, the Man in Black has been in a bit of diffs again. The Man in Black, oh. this, 
The man, man in blood should be his name this season because he just yeah. keeps getting shot. Conrad. The, man, the man in pain, more like. <laughs> yeah, the man in pain. Um, so before we get into our special segment this week, we may as well talk about the what thing that leads up to it. So Maeve uh, is sort of with her daughter, protecting her daughter. And then, wouldn't you know it, um, a sort of, you know, it reminds me of George Lucas talking about the prequels and the originals. You know, they, they rhyme, you know, they rhyme. Uh, so like... Uh, the the act the, the season two rhymes with the first season we get man in black coming back into the room where originally yeah. he killed the daughter to, it was william sort of testing if he could do the most horrible thing he can think of he could um so he comes back in mave says i'm not like the rest of them and shoots him yep. a number of times and then actually does use her wi-fi abilities to uh begin to try and control them so Conrad, what did you think of this whole thing here um i mean i thought it was good i i think uh, I, I I said at the end or in somewhere in the middle of the the last episode that um, I felt like the Man in Black was obviously getting a redemption arc with his daughter. Uh, I would like to well, no, yeah, I, I would like to formally retract that statement now. If there is a redemption arc, I feel like it's probably going to end in the next episode because I don't <laughs> think the Man in Black is going to be alive for very much longer <laughs> based on <laughs> based on the wounds he's sustained. Um, he. It's a good scene. I enjoyed the stuff between him and Maeve. Uh, I think a lot of the heavy lifting is done by Tandy Wayne Newton and um, Ed Harris, just kind of bringing bringing as much out of their characters as they can in the in the short mm-hmm. space of time they get in this episode. But it's enough to make the scene good. I honestly don't really care about the Maeve and her daughter stuff. I feel like that's a the, the the Shogun World stuff was great and I really enjoyed it, but it did kind of derail the Maeve's got to find her daughter storyline. Yeah. I didn't I, I didn't really get a sense from the character that she was desperate to get back to her daughter during all of that. So the fact that she's now there and and this is kind of I guess the end of the road for Maeve's character potentially. Uh, I did say before we started recording that I think she's. Pr- I felt like they might kill her to get the Superman problem dealt with i don't know maybe she's still alive but the the, she certainly seems like she's being um she's being uh, what's the word i I feel like she's being repackaged in wrestling terms she's getting a new she's getting a new gimmick she's gonna be she's been shot so she's got trauma so she doesn't have her wi-fi powers or something now (laughs) like she's gonna come back literally as like a celtic queen a queen mave you know yeah exactly yeah yeah she'll wear a kilt and she'll have a claymore um (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, but I mean, as, as a scene, it was great, um, and that was largely due, due to those two actors. I don't don't really care about May's plotline with her daughter, to be honest, but uh, these two actors can can still absolutely bring it, and uh, and it was entertaining. Yeah, and there was a cool moment with Lawrence, wasn't there? Uh, at, at a certain point yeah. as well, where Lawrence Lawrence was convinced to turn on the Man in Black through he, he like, apparently he's awake now like he is conscious which is cool i like that i like that it's like fucking like last horse to cross the finish line like, it, it, like well i, I don't like, know teddy's not, te- teddy's not there yet teddy's not there yet that's um, true actually yeah but i mean come on it like you've got to beat teddy like teddy <laughs> teddy teddy is is like uh he, he's the host equivalent of like a golden retriever he's he's lovable <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but he is an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically uh she uh lawrence lawrence like turns on him and then he's like uh man of black does you hear him go all right i'll do it by myself then uh and then uh you know shit went down but anyway yeah the man in black has been shot so many times in the last few episodes <laughs> that we thought we would make a little segment out of it guys so here is a brand new segment 
insert relevant tune here. Okay, so this segment is all about characters who keep getting shot or keep getting injured, but somehow carry on. Now, we're not talking about like John McClane here. We're not talking about serious ones. We're talking about things that make it like at this point with the man in black, it is just comedy sake. You know, he's been like, what was he shot? This was he shot like six times in this episode? He he was shot. Hold on. He was shot in his arm. Then he was shot in his arm again. Then he was shot in his leg. Then he was shot in his chest or stomach. So I think he was shot four or five times in this episode, but he's been shot. I think he's been shot three times before. He's had his arm broken in a compound fracture. And, he's been hung. He's, he's been, been hung. he's been he's been hanged. Hanged. Come on, we've got to get our got to get our our, our words. Oh, is that what you here. say? Yeah, me, meat meat is hung. Men are hanged. Is the uh, is the expression? Oh, okay. Meat yeah. is hung. Got to get it right. <laughs> and, and not Sean Stasiak. That's not who we're talking about. So, I, so are you is that actually a jibe at Ed Harris? Because I would say maybe he was hanged and he's hung. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to speculate on that, to be honest, because I respect Ed, ha- Ed Harris as a man and as an actor. <laughs> but uh, he should be dead. He should be dead by now. I think. I don't care if he's like the greatest scientist the world has ever known. Bullets still hurt and make you bleed. And he. And this. I. I, I was speculating with you before we started recording as well. That I feel like the Man in Black storyline has taken place over the course of like three days. Like for him, mm. the Ford the shit show that happened with ford and all the all the the rich people happened like maybe three days ago so i don't understand how he's still alive i don't understand i i haven't even seen him with a little red wand thing i haven't even like you know he hasn't got the magic wand he hasn't got the magic wand so anyway okay so we thought we'd come up with a couple of characters um i've got one conrad's got one who go through a crazy amount of uh torture i suppose you could say and still still are alive and still are kicking so conrad why don't you start off with your one your, okay actually, so your one's your one's a funnier one we'll say yeah uh, i mean this is like let's be honest this this one that we thought of was the one that prompted us to create this segment so obviously the man in black is most reminiscent of uh will ferrell's character mustafa out of the austin powers movies <laughs> who uh gets burned alive but somehow survives it and then falls off a yeah. cliff and breaks like every bone in his body and just complains loudly for the whole time yeah no it is broken it's beginning <laughs> to smell of almonds <laughs> but it happens multiple times like yeah. in the second one as well he gets put down into the thing and like i yeah it's just a, such a it's one of those things like i watched that film so young that when i went back after like seeing like you know anchorman and stuff i was like that was will ferrell what? yeah yeah just like there was a lot of really good actors in those movies uh they were <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah they, they were like you know christian slater shows up for a little bit that's always that's always good fun but uh no will ferrell is is the man who uh really popularized or repopularized i should say the getting injured so much that you should be dead but somehow surviving uh trope. yeah exactly yep i i agree the one i ha- i come up with is a little bit lesser known i think well you know it was a big thing back whenever we were sort of late teens or early 20s but but it's lesser known these days pineapple express's character red played by danny mcbride and i remember uh, that character i mean it's almost as comical as mustafa but yeah. it's act but he's actually in the the show the whole like the film most of the way through and he just keeps getting killed but not dying yeah it's, it's it's to the point where at the end there's like a fire and he's like in the fire the barn on fire yeah and then at the end he, he just walks out <laughs> yeah no th- that is a that is a great one as well to be honest because that is a, I, I don't like i've mixed mixed feelings on the movie pineapple express but his character is definitely one of the best things in it just this drug dealer who constantly gets shot and stabbed and like set on fire 
first first time i ever saw a done mcbride too so uh so it's 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 good 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 right guys okay so to finish this episode um conrad and i had a bit of a disagreement before we started uh <laughs> recording and it oh no i'm being called out it's it's the fate no i thought i was getting called out conrad and then i was going to correct the call out we um, um, yeah we we had this discussion we'll have to we're gonna have to lay bare the discussion we had before this <laughs> The th- I, I'm, I'm glad we had the discussion beforehand, Conrad, because I can imagine everyone, like all the listeners, screaming, going, yeah. what the hell, Conrad? How yeah. you, you know, are you, are you a new... It's like that, like, you know, last week was a previous build of Conrad, and he quite, quite, quite remember it. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. basically, um, we had Scottish Jim. Yep. Uh, now we've got Irish Jim. Uh, <laughs> I said he was Irish. Conrad said he was Scottish. Now, before we started uh, recording this, oh yeah, we should just say Teddy beat the head the head off him. Right, he's yeah, dead now. He's dead. Uh, they, they what a character! Him. What a character <laughs> he was. He existed just long enough for us to argue over what that, his nationality that's a, was. That's a fucking character that George Lucas would be proud of. Like, name one thing about that character. It's just like I don't know. He was from either Scotland or Ireland, depending on which one of us you are. So basically, guys, before we started, this is a funny way to end the episode. Like, but before we started recording, Conrad said, "I've got a bone to pick with you." (laughs) (laughs) I looked for the fight. I looked for the fight. If you looked, he looked for the fight, and he said, "Last week, you said this guy was Scottish, and I said he was Irish." I was like, "No, Conrad, no, 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 (laughs) that is not what happened." Uh, So I just want to make it check check the tapes, everyone. (laughs) Guys, yeah, check the tapes. I'm the one who said I thought he was Irish. You're the one who said he thought he was Scottish. Now, I, just want, <laughs> I just wanted to lay this bare, Conrad, for the audience to see the true man. The, you are. the one, the one. Listen, I, I'm. You all know me. You all know me. I'm, I'm man enough to, to hold my hands up when I've got something wrong. But I will say, I am not a hundred percent convinced that he didn't change his accent between <laughs> between episodes. Oh, you came out so hot. You yeah, I was so hot. hot. I was hot. You came out so hot on me, and now you realise that you're the one who said he's Scottish, and now you're saying, well, maybe he was Scottish last week. Yeah, I think he was Scottish last week, and he was Irish this week. And if we'd have got him next week, he would have been Welsh. Like, it would have yeah, just yeah. cycled they, they killed, through they the killed accents. Him. They killed him before it was going to get offensive, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can't yeah. have him doing too many accents here. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so there we go, guys. That is the true man. Did, we, did he even is. have a name? Did that character have a name? Um, I don't know. Irish Jim is what I'm calling. I didn't I... catch it. I mean, like Paddy, I mean, Paddy, Paddy Murphy, probably. <laughs> I, you're allowed to say that. I can't make those jokes. Like I, I'm an Englishman. I, I'm, I'm, I'll get myself in hot water if I make them. I, I will. I know. I know. We're ending on this. The one thing I will say about both him and his men is that um, they are the biggest fucking red shirts in the entire show, and yeah. ne- never was that. Uh, better emphasized than the scene in this episode where long slicked back hair man who was introduced in this episode uh, and and knows full well that angela and all of dolores's like hosts are murderous psychopaths who will kill them at the drop of a hat and is somehow seduced by angela so that she can blow him up with his own grenade it's like just shoot her you moron like <laughs> i it, it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense <laughs> It's his only chance. She's like, she's like Jessica Rabbit to him. He's just like, I can't resist the charms of this woman. Yeah, is she I know, magical I as well? Oh, I, she I, she I, must I be. You know, no, but the thing is, Conrad, she's perfect. So it, it got him. And I just want to say, 
I, if I was that guy, right, I know, like, soldiers apparently are, like, they're meant to be brave. I don't know what's going on, like, but I'll let me say this. I would not be carrying a grenade with that much explosive capability on my belt. Like, that right. was, like, that was huge. That was, was like, like C- a Yeah, it was, like, C4, <laughs> but yeah, I don't that, which... I, like, it was so big that Dolores knew, with just hearing the thing, it's like, no more backups. We're truly free now. It's like, what? That was, that was huge. Like, <laughs> yeah. The whole room went up. I don't know. Yeah. It don't was, co- that don't it was coat, stupid. yeah. Don't, I would say don't coat your uh, backups in like flammable liquid. That's all I yeah. would say. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like. Uh, you know what it is? It's like that bit in Inglorious Bastards where they burn the cinema and it turns out they're all actually stored on like nitrate film. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's just the whole, the whole backup center was just a f- massive tinderbox waiting to go yeah. up yeah it must be right guys well there we are that's the episode anyway next week we're on to episode eight uh we've got three more of the season to go um and yeah so looking forward to seeing how this fin- well i know how it finishes but seeing how conrad thinks about it finishes yeah um so we've had we've heard actually we've not really talked about theories for a while but conrad has actually mentioned a few things he thinks that uh i think i'm gonna hold you to the theory that the valley beyond is some sort of uh place where they transfer you said transfer something or AI yeah, it's like, where... I, I think i think they've like transferred their consciousness into something else possibly right. like an ai or something and i think that's probably what the valley beyond is because they clearly abandoned their physical bodies um okay. by the present day storyline so and we've also had hinted at the idea of something like that existing through yeah. the ford uh world or something like where they put the nut in the water anyway guys <laughs> this is a great show uh thanks very much uh thanks very much for watching guys uh subscribe all that sort of stuff culture cave on youtube uh after our podcast on audio apps uh leave a comment ask us a question why not who knows well we might even might, might even ask answer it ask it we're not gonna ask it we'll answer it i'll ask, we might ask the question i'm the one asking the questions here <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. asking the questions of my my previous nationality uh distinctions between yeah. characters uh right guys thanks very much for watching and we will catch you next week goodbye Goodbye.